Welcome to Potter Familias. So used to grabbing my water bottle right now. Coming to you from Fairhope, Alabama. I'm Todd Sylvester. And I'm Stefan Sylvester. Did you need some water? I mean, we can. I can run out and grab you some. Would you get a LaCroix? No, probably not. They've been messing with my stomach here recently. For real? Yeah. Like if I drink a whole LaCroix at night, then it kind of makes me sick. I don't know what's up, what's up with that. Well, but then we're definitely not sponsored by LaCroix then. Do you remember? Um, do you remember watching the early episodes of Saturday Night Live? Yeah, when you John were Belushi. Kid? Yeah, so like the original ones yeah. in the late 70s when mm-hmm. it started? Yep, absolutely. You know, Lorne Michaels, the runner of the show, kind of the, I guess mm-hmm. you would call him the general manager or whatever, he is still running the show. Are you serious? The How original old guy. Is he now? Oh, he's probably in his 70s. Wow. But he's doing his thing. The question is, is it still funny? Uh, well, I mean, I mean, it has to go through its ups and downs. Well, I mean, yeah, just so because of the talent, maybe. So, when 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 do you think it was the funniest? Like, when are your some of your favorite? Uh, that's not fair because I I went for a long period of time where I stopped watching it. So that might have been a funny period. But surely so, you've seen like clips and and people that have become now very famous actors and actresses who were on there, like Will Ferrell. And and even before Will Ferrell, I mean, let's talk about Eddie Murphy. And Chris Farley. Yeah. Oh, Chris Farley. That guy was a comedic genius. Mm-hmm. God rest his soul. But the for me, I have the fondest memories, though, the emotions that are most connected to the John Belushi, Dan Aykroyd, that that time time period when I was a kid. I mean, I just would lose yeah. it. It was so funny. I really, I really, really enjoyed John Mulaney when he was on there. His writing, especially for Bill Hader, was very funny. <laughs> it was so funny. But <clears throat> you know who's sort of an unsung hero? Not funny. Not funny. Diet Coke. <laughs> it's like, is this how you write a song? <laughs> um, the unsung hero of SNL, in my opinion, is Norm McDonald. Because he made the thing that they do on the weekend update a thing, which was just to blatantly insult everyone with this straight face and deadpan sort of way of talking about it. And now everyone else copies what he did. Yeah, although now everyone freaks out if the joke touches them. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. You're you're not allowed to joke about certain things. But can I tell you about an interview that I saw him give recently? So he was talking about being in the writer's room while he was doing that part of SNL. And he said he got kind of, he he was sort of a prankster, as I'm sure you can understand. He was just very silly. And he would do a lot of things to make people uncomfortable because he thought it was funny. And one of the things that he did is, and all the other writers were in on what he was doing because they he never explicitly told them, hey, this is what I'm going to do in the writer's room. But he said he would start telling an idea for a skit, uh, a sketch. He would start explaining an idea that was horrible, that didn't make any sense, and that was definitely not funny. And it wasn't meant to be funny. So he'd be like, hey, what if we do like a, like a homeless guy that uh, has a bunch of pet pigeons and uh, he's like feeding them, and then uh, a cop comes by and they arrest him. <laughs> and that's, that's, that was his idea. And he was pitching it to the room as if it was a real sketch. So this is what would happen <laughs> is Lorne, of course, knew what he was doing and was just like, Norm, come on, Norm, what are you, Norm, stop. And the other writers are 
dying because they know that he's just doing this to annoy uh, Lauren. <laughs> but whoever the celebrity guest was was not in on this. So they were like, "Hey, yeah, that's so they were like, funny." Wow, I mean the, the other that's, the that's other writers are funny. laughing. That's got to be great. That's, so, got, that's funny. Do you want me to be one of the pigeons? <laughs> And Aww, I could be the homeless guy. So he said that they would get a lot of very famous people saying Aww. things like, yeah, that's a great sketch. Sure, we could do that. Oh. And he he said that it gave him life when he was in the writer's room. That's terrible. See. Well, no, but it's so funny, though, yeah. because it's harmless. You're not hurting anyone. Yeah. You're just putting Except people just, in a situation yeah, where... You just feel like... I, I, I would feel bad being the celebrity guest going, that's not funny. Well, yeah, because funny no one no one would do that because yeah. they're thinking, I'm in the writer's room of SNL. This has to be funny. Nah, I would this do is, that. This is Norm MacDonald. Well, a lot of celebrities... 20 years ago, I wouldn't have done it. A lot of celebrities... Now that I'm old, yeah. I'd be like, that's not funny. So if the celebrity guest was somebody kind of green, then of course they weren't going to step on anybody's toes. Like anybody else got it. something? Because yep. that ain't good. It's like, nah, man, that sucks. <laughs> I won't be in that skit. Yeah. <laughs> that's going to bomb. You got anything better? Man, you guys are bad at your job. <laughs> oh. Man. But I, I have mad respect for Norm for doing silly stuff like that. Yeah. Funny. Yeah. Funny. So All maybe right, maybe a, it used to be funnier. Got a great subject today, especially coming from I used to be a musician. Stefan is a musician. I sure am. And this is gonna be very good. Very, very important to say. It's the main thing. This is like music right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are your memories when you were growing up of music in our home? Listening to Mozart. Oh, come on. No, I, I, uh, I have very vivid memories of listening to Vince Gill because we had a Vince Gill CD. Do you remember that CD player that was the five CDs yes. that would switch between? And it yes. was like this big. Yes. It was like the size of a small refrigerator. I do remember that. Where did we get that thing? And where is it now? That's a good question. Hmm. But... I remember one of the CDs that we had was one of them was that awful like Catholic covers CD. You remember that guy? Yes. I'm not gonna say his name, but you yeah. know what I'm talking yes. about. We and thought it was he, funny. Well, I mean, it was, and at the time we didn't know any They're better. Parody songs. I went and found him. You know, he still plays, and is he has a website? Are you serious? Yeah, I'll send it to you if you want. It's oh, um, sure. Yeah, do. Mm-hmm. And the songs still sound just as good. But we had a Vince Gill CD. I have vivid memories of that. I also think that I can remember listening to Phil Collins and Peter Gabriel when I was young. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times in the house, we had music on, at least when I was really young. Yeah. When I was growing up, we would have music on when your grandfather was not around. Mm -hmm. Because there was only a couple things of music that he liked. Like he liked Phantom of the Opera. (laughs) <laughs> like he could blast that. That's great. And he didn't mind Neil Diamond, Barbara Streisand, stuff like that. But we couldn't really play kind of the modern stuff unless he was not around. And I, I even remember one time him coming home and we were just jamming a, an album and real vinyl. And I don't remember what it was exactly, but we were just totally jamming it. And he walks in and he is furious that it's so loud because he's stressed and he just wants a martini. And so he goes up to the stereo and doesn't know how to turn it off. Like he's trying. 
and he's pushing buttons and nothing is working. Finally, he pushes a button and instead of playing the the album, it plays the radio, which is louder. So he presses the button where it goes back to the album and then goes behind the whole stereo unit and unplugs it. And then it goes... <laughs> when the turntable <laughs> slows down and stops. We're all just like... We were like, Uh-oh. calm down. Yeah. Calm down. You know, I uh, I think that there's something to be said for having music in your house. Okay. In terms of not just the development of your kids. Because I joked about Mozart a minute ago, and there's all these studies supposedly. I think when people say there are studies, I think they've just seen the Incredibles before. Baby Mozart. And they're just quoting that. Right. But... Supposedly, there are these studies out there that say if you listen to classical music, if you let your kids listen to classical music, then it helps their brains to develop because of how complex classical music is. And fair enough. And my wife listens to a lot of classical music because her brother is a cello player. But I think that having music of any kind in your house is really good and healthy for kids. Now, there are people that are listening right now that are going to ask the question, well, what about, are you talking about live music? Because if they can't play an instrument, or there's a lot of people that really can't carry a tune. Mm -hmm. I've got friends of mine who are legitimately tone deaf. I was talking about playing recorded music. No, I know. But but in reference to, because we also had a lot of live music in our home, and still do. Yeah, and that was a fun part of growing up. I'll tell you what, everybody learning to play instruments and then being able to sing together. But we've been singing together forever. Yeah. That was so great a few years ago at my 50th birthday when you guys sang. What's the name of that song? Uh, I don't remember. Is it like a choral song? Yeah. Oh, Homeward Bound. Homeward Bound. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And I lost it. I just could not keep it together. Yes, we remember. It's beautiful. (laughs) Great harmonies. Great harmonies. It's a good song. And we can all still sing. But I think even for families that aren't musical necessarily, if you have any appreciation of music whatsoever, then you have to listen to it sometimes. Mm-hmm. I don't know too many people who really don't listen to music. And that might just be bias on my part that I'm not really friends with anybody who doesn't mm-hmm. listen to music. But I don't know anybody who's explicitly told me that they don't really listen. Right. Now, what about styles of music? Is, is there one that's necessarily better than another? Just generally speaking, probably not. Um, I mean, I would highly recommend with small children that you're not listening to head-banging. Oh, no, 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 no. But at the same time, I think that there is some value to introducing them to different styles of music. So I'll give you an example. There's some kids' albums that we'll put on for the kids sometimes because they're nursery rhymes. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. Things like Baby Shark and that sort of thing. Because there's rhythm to it, the kids can clap along, start to understand that stuff. And then once our kids reached a certain age, we started just playing music that my wife and I like around them. Mm-hmm. And so we introduced them to Mumford and Sons, and nice. they would stomp their feet and run around the house. I played a whole bunch of really heavy, like rock guitar kind of stuff. Like, I guess not super heavy, but just like bluesy heavy. So like Hendrix or. Marcus King band or uh, Derek Trucks, you know, all Mm -hmm. these modern, amazing guitar players, John Mayer. Mm -hmm. And the kids gravitate toward anything that's got a really easy to understand rhythm. Edie tends to really, really, my oldest one, tends to really like guitar. 
So anything that's got a lot of electric guitar in it, she loves. Oh, that's cool. I know. Isn't that wild? Yeah. And Sam just loves all music. My youngest one. He will start dancing if we just go like, he'll start dancing because he loves rhythms. That is sweet. Mm-hmm. That is that is tremendous. So, I don't know. Like we think that it's valuable, but it's mostly selfish because we like to listen to music at home. I don't think it's selfish. Uh, Mom and I we, we had a hard time deciding this, and then we decided to go ahead and venture into getting the Just Dance video game for the Wii, and because with that we also wanted to pay for the unlimited version of it because the free songs that come with the initial game are lame. Mm. They'll only give you like 12 songs. Well, and, then, and then you go down the line and there's 400 songs that say, sorry, just for unlimited. So I said, listen, if we're going to do it, let's go ahead and do it the unlimited. So now I'm fascinated by how, many, how much music my kids know, modern music. Because we'll be in a store and it'll be the Muzak version of a song and Andrew who's nine is singing the lyrics. Oh yeah. Cause he knows them. Yes. That's cool. And I think it's awesome. I mean, I, I really, I really like that. And granted it's the clean version of the lyrics that they're singing. Well, <laughs> yeah. And that's a good thing. Um, yeah, I guess that's another question too. How much do you have to worry about the subject matter of the music with kids and, and what they're listening to? Uh, I guess that's your own personal feeling and, and taste on it with us. We figure with a lot of the lyrics, unless you're listening to some hardcore rap or hip hop or something like that, I've I've been fine with everything that they're listening to in the Just Dance. Let's mm-hmm. put it that way. Okay. And then we don't really listen to a lot of mainstream radio. We listen to mostly Christian music, and they know all of that stuff. So I love it when they're singing along, and I look in the rearview mirror and they're singing with a song that's on one of the Christian radio stations. That, to me, makes me feel good. But you you had said earlier, it's good also to kind of give them a taste. Like when we lived in Nashville, 80% of the radio dial is country. Right. And that was kind of cool, because you guys got a taste of country music. Yeah, it's like there was this period of time in our, our lives that I can remember from being a kid where I listened to a lot of country music. And then I didn't really listen to any more after that, after right. we left Nashville. It was right. crazy. Yeah. And even now, though, I think you sing some. Of, of I do. And I listen, I listen to some country music because I'm slowly, I think, turning into a country artist, which I didn't necessarily want to, but it's happening. And it makes sense with a lot of the subject matter of your songs. That's true. And the, the way that I write tends to sound kind of country. So it's fine. Yeah. Like, I'm not too worried about it. But... That's definitely something that I never would have assumed I would be doing right. at this point. I've even tried to introduce what's really cool is we have one of those Amazon home things where you say, Alexa, play this. Although I was a little upset when they doubled the cost, the monthly fee for the unlimited music What with Amazon. Yes. It stopped working one day. They doubled the cost? And, and we were like, what's the deal? And then we go online to check and they're the reason why it got turned down because they doubled the cost and my credit card was like nope i don't think so you can't do that wait so i thought that you just got unlimited amazon music with a prime subscription 
No, not unlimited. Really? Yeah. So if you have one of those devices, you got to pay a monthly fee. Wow. Yeah. But it is kind of cool that you can just call out. And let me tell you, we've tested this thing. And you've got your brother, JP, who comes over and has an eclectic, awesome music taste. And he'll pull things out of left field. And then there, here comes the song. Play such and such by such and such from 1936. And then here comes the jazz. I oh mean, it's gosh. just, it's, it's super cool. But I've even done some things where like on a Saturday morning or a Sunday morning, I'll be out there with the kids. I'll be drinking coffee. And I'll say things like, Alexa, play Gregorian chant. Or Alexa, play Philip Glass. Or Alexa, I mean, you know, just bizarre things. The other day I was like, play the Ramones. Or play, I think I'm turning Japanese. Oh my and, we're, gosh. And, we're and we're dancing. It, it's just kind of fun because I, I had the benefit of my oldest brother, your Uncle Jay, mm-hmm. who has incredible music tastes. I mean, and they're all over the place. And he really introduced me to a lot of things. And I, I feel like that was really beneficial to me. Well, yeah. I mean, I feel the same way about my younger brother, Avi, uh, oddly enough. He is into way more different types of music than I am. And if I mention anything that's even kind of popular, he has no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> but I, I even think that the popular stuff, it's kind of good just to get a taste of it. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. We, we still have memories of we were driving in our big red van, which for those of you, if you ever listen, if you've listened to the beginning of the podcast, we used to have what looked like a, an airport shuttle. It was awesome. It was just a very large van, 15 passenger, huge thing. But we were driving down the road and your sister, Marie, put on Justin Bieber and we cranked it, put the windows down and had a dance party in the van and even pulled up to a red light and did the fire drill. What do you, Chinese fire drill? Yeah. Jumped out. run around the car. Yep. Ran around the vehicle, which in that van, that's exercise. Yep. Because you have to run like, (laughs) it's it's a quarter mile. It's a quarter mile (laughs) to go around this thing. (laughs) Yes. I'm so glad that you went to quarter mile. (laughs) So if people are listening right now and they're saying, okay, I'm not, we don't really, listen to a lot of music, let's say, mm-hmm. with our kids, How? what would you recommend to them? Well, I would say don't be afraid to introduce your kids to music that you like. Yeah. And that's there's a lot of parents that I know that do that, to be fair. Like there's, um, there's a family that hired me to come to a private show for them in their backyard a couple of months ago. And it was Christmas themed, but their dad specifically requested a, a whole bunch of music that I was like, hey, I like all this stuff. This is all like 70s singer-songwriter kind of thing. And I got there, and they've got two kids that are around the age of being in my youth group program, and they both knew all the words to all these songs that I was doing. And I was like, wow, they're doing something right in terms of teaching their kids about the music that they like. That's cool. And I thought that was awesome. So there are some parents that do a really good job of passing on their musical tastes to their children. But I think that you have to have a love and an appreciation for music to begin with in order for that to make sense. Yeah. And just like we were talking about earlier, though, you can go broadband and you don't have to have tremendous depth on this kind of stuff. Like nah. Your brother knows the writer and the producer and, you know, all the way down. You know, the guy that played bass on this was so-and-so and then he died in a, in a 
plane crash. You know, it's like, okay, okay, I don't need all those details. Oh my gosh. But a little taste of stuff. Like I was on tech support today and it was with a very large company. So they said, while you're waiting, you can have your choice of music. Press one for modern day music, you know, popular music. Press two for jazz. Press three for classical. And I was just in the mood. I pressed three for classical. And when the person came back on, I was like, hey, could you hear the music? And they're like, yeah, yeah. Right before you came on, right before I picked up the line, I could hear the music. And I said, do you know who that composer is? Just for fun, I was asking them. And they're like, no, I, I've heard that piece before. I said, that was Vivaldi, one of the four seasons. Mm-hmm. Now, I am not big into classical music. Yeah. It's not like I'd get on an elevator and say, oh, that's Brahms' fourth concerto in D minor. My wife can do that. She knows a lot of classical music. And that's music. cool. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. But at least for a lot of the big pieces, I can tell. It's like, oh, wow, that's Tchaikovsky. You know, that's from Swan Lake. Or, that's more than I can do. Or Although I can tell you who produced which hit, <laughs> you know. Which is cool. And I think we should all get a little taste of the smorgasbord of music out there. The what now? The smorgasbord. Smorgasbord. Board. Smorgasbord. Smorgasbord. That's not. There's no sh at the beginning. It's a smorgasbord. I like the smorgasbord. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> You're adding extra consonants. I like that. the smorgasbord. Borgen, Borgen, Ziegen, Borgen. We apologize to all of our Bork, German Bork. listeners. <laughs> <laughs> or Swedish listeners now. Swedish chef. Nice. A taste of all styles of music. Yeah, is good and healthy and should be a way that you interact with your family. And, and you don't have to say anything. You just put on the music and you're like, isn't this awesome? Or let everyone kind of get a taste of it. That's kind of the, the fun thing of those devices yeah. is everybody gets a turn. Did you hear the song that was at the end of that most recent episode of WandaVision, by the way? I did, but I don't remember it. It was Jimi Hendrix. Oh, really? Voodoo Child. Cool. And so when it came on, I knew exactly what it was. And I was like, oh, this is a remixed version. So whenever I, because Afton and I were watching it during our lunch break, and I immediately, because I had to go in the car and go run an errand, so I was going through Spotify trying to find that version of the song, and I found it, and oh, I was nice. cranking it That's on the cool. way to, to my meeting. It is cool, though, that we have these devices that you can do that kind of stuff, because when I was your age, if you didn't have the CD or if you didn't have the tape, then you couldn't listen to it. Mm-hmm. And now you've got millions of songs at your fingertips. Yes, and radio matters a whole lot less than it used to. Although, this is the interesting part, and this will blow your mind a little bit because we're on the topic of music and streaming. This is something that directly affects me as somebody who makes money playing music. There's an overwhelming onslaught of content. And so the vast majority of songs that are on Spotify have less than a 1,000 plays. Wow. The vast majority. It's like 80%. Really? Yeah, like 80% of them. And then the number of songs that have over a million plays is very small. There's not a lot of songs that have that many plays. But then it grows up like exponentially like crazy from there. Right. And you've got these songs that have over 2 billion plays on Spotify. And amazing that some of them can, can get to that point. It's wild. They have to get really popular. But then you have... 
all this content and it's spread out across all these different platforms. And so there's a lot of musicians, like I think what's happening is the middle class of being a musician is getting bigger. So you don't have to be wildly popular to be making a living as a musician anymore. You Which just I have think to, is great. You just have to discover your niche market. And as soon as you do it, and if you do it effectively, just like any other small business, you're not getting rich per se, but you can feed your family. And it redefines the success mm-hmm. of it. Because I think the, most record labels, when I was signed, they would have dropped you. Yeah. If if you were just making enough mm-hmm. to make a living. Well, that's like what happened to the Jonas Brothers. You remember? Uh-uh. They had a their first record that came out before they were signed with Disney's label. I think it was with Warner Brothers. And they came out with this first record and sold 150,000 copies and got dropped. Yeah. Because 150,000 copies is not enough mm-hmm. if they want you to just explode. And then they immediately got picked up by Hollywood Records, by Disney's label, and then their first record with them sold like 5 million copies. There you go. So so I guess then they didn't get dropped no. after that. Nope. And I think they're still working with that label. But anyway, all this to say that there's a lot of music out there. And it's a good and healthy thing to let music be a part of your life at home. Mm. Amen. I agree. It doesn't, you know, we just talked about the importance of quiet time a couple podcasts ago, and that doesn't mean that you should always be playing music, but there should be music involved. Mm-hmm. And and it doesn't even have to always be high volume music. I nope. mean, sometimes it's just nice. Like when I am up first on Saturday mornings and I'm out there drinking coffee, I will oftentimes put on Gregorian chant just because I love it's pretty. just having that bass in there and, and all listening to all those voices and harmony and, and man, the, the rhythm to it. it. It's just, it's really powerful. Yeah. But then there's other times where there's a song that'll pop into my head and I'm ridiculous because I want to listen to the same song four times in a row. It's not ridiculous. No. It's a little over the top because well, the kids will be like, all right, dad. All right, dad. Well, if you're with other enough. people, then yes, that is ridiculous. <laughs> by yourself, hey! that's not ridiculous. I thought that's what you meant. I mean, I was by myself the first two times. Oh, my gosh. And the last two times. And I would have listened to it a fifth time, but then they, they get overruled. I want to set it up to where that device only listens to my voice. And then I can trump everybody. Yeah, I don't think there's a way to do that. Yeah, I get control issues. <laughs> right on. <laughs> The cool thing is you'd have to listen to the bonus episode to find out about the cool thing that we're going to be talking about. <laughs> Whether or not we should buy one. Yes. One of these cool things. Yes. Yeah. Well, and I will tell you what the thing is, so you can look it up. It's called a Sherp, S-H-E-R-P. If you've never heard of it, look it up, and then in the bonus episode- We're going to talk about whether or not we should buy one. Yes. And how much they cost. Oh, man. Because it's pretty awesome. Okay, sweet. (laughs) We have the best listeners in the world. Y'all are awesome. Please continue to like, share, subscribe. The things. Comment. Do do all the things. Do them. If you feel like it. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening to Potter Familius. Appreciate y'all.